This is playing Pepper, getting to know the guests of the Prospects Baseball Show just a little bit more. This is playing Pepper with Joey Zanaboni, who is the play-by-play voice of the Johnson City Cardinals and St. Mary's University. Joey, are you ready to play a little Pepper with Jordan and I? Go for it, baby. All right. If you could play catch with one current or past MLB player, who would it be? Mark McGuire. I was six years old when he set the home run record in 98. I'm from St. Louis, which is where I am right now. And, uh, no, Mark, uh, had a lot of, uh, sort of scandals attached to his name. Nothing could ever change really the magic of that summer. It made me love baseball so much. So I'd have to go with him. No doubt. That was a magical summer. So Joey, who, who did you follow, uh, in the broadcast world that helped you learn how to call a game? Uh, Mike Shannon, the Cardinals broadcaster. I know there's been so many names through the years with St. Louis. Uh, first and foremost, Jack Buck, but Joe Garagiola, Harry Carey. Uh, but for me, you know, Mike has been the, the steadfast and continuous presence in the Cardinal booth. He has charm of an old school broadcaster, a lot of knowledge of the game. Just makes it fun, though. And uh, uh, every time I hear his voice, it just takes me to a uh, magical place, different place. It's, it's one of those deals I don't know that nationally people maybe uh, give him the credit that he deserves, but that's the sort of magic, I guess, in the personal guy that you would listen to growing up, so I'd have to say Mike. If you could face one hitter or pitcher in the history of baseball, who would you want to face? No, I'd sit on a bench. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything against the, <laughs> against the hitter or a pitcher. I'd, I'd fail on both. If I had to say, go up against the pitcher, i get Tim Wakefield. Uh, he throws, you know, sometimes a velocity that I, I might actually be able to hit. Uh, but, you know, hopefully the knuckleball doesn't break and uh, <laughs> I just get a hold of it. Yeah, just run right into one. What's the uh, most memorable game that you called or been a part of? Well, I've been part of a, a few memorable ones for sure. I'd have to go ahead and say the Johnson City Cardinals Appalachian League title game in September in Burlington, North Carolina. Three game series. We lost the first game and then won the last two to secure the Appy League title. And, uh, you know, it was a unique game that really was uh, a good sort of primer. That was the first uh, rookie level game we've ever seen. I, it was. It sort of showcased the good and the bad of, of that level. We actually committed five errors, but out hit the Royals thirteen to six and oh. won eight to six. Right. And so we were we were up three zero and then down five three and then came roaring back. So it kind of was this roller coaster game. And uh, at the end of it, it just was like, God, it was awesome. There's really no feeling of, of um, comparing. It an incomparable feeling for me to the feeling after that game. If you could live the life of one MLB player, who would it be? Ah, Yogi Berra, for sure. Uh, my <laughs> my grandfather grew up on the hill in St. Louis, which is the Little Italy in St. Louis. And 
his friends were Joe Garagio and Yogi Berra. They all grew up in the same neighborhood. And my grandfather even said that when they were kids, he was the first one to call Yogi Berra Yogi. Um, and so I've had sort of this intimate connection to Yogi's life um, that I identify both for his accomplishments on and off the field, but also as being the son of Italian immigrants who made his work in to not only become a legend playing the game, but became a legend talking about the game in an unorthodox manner. And so uh, to think about the kind of person that he was, the personal connection and the accomplishments, I would have to be a pharaoh. Awesome. That's unreal. I'm going to throw a little curveball here at you. If we went to some out-of-the-box type thinking, should extra innings after the 12th inning be decided with a home run derby? I wouldn't be opposed to it. Actually, when I was in independent baseball, uh, that was an idea that was floated when I was working at the American Association uh, for the Texas Air Hawks. Uh, that was kind of an idea that was on the edges of, of sort of making rule changes around the league um, for those kind of games. Um, when I worked in the Frontier League, another independent league, that was the first time I had worked in a league or really seen a lot of games where they started with a runner on base, on second base, in the, in the uh, 12th inning or maybe it was the yeah. 11th inning of that league. And, you know, those games that go to 12, 13 innings, I mean, it is such a small fraction of all games. It's something, you know, like a half a percent. And so I think that the benefits of doing that um, would outweigh the negatives. It would be a rule change, but it would only affect very, uh, very, very few games. And over the long term, it might um, end up saving some people's careers. For example, when I was in the American Association with the Earhawks, we had a guy named Shelby Ford. And Shelby was a player coach for us. And he had played and coached at the Penn Baseball for seven or eight years at that point. He was in AAA with the Indians in Indianapolis, and in their last game of uh, their season, I think in 2011, he was a, a catcher, and, and he went out and, and pitched just to kind of eat up some innings, and he actually tore his UCL and had to have Tommy John surgery, and that ended up ending his career in affiliated minor baseball. And so sometimes when it gets into that, you know, 18th, 19th inning, or even a little bit sooner than that, they can put guys in jeopardy. Um, I'm not, you know, somebody who wants to radically alter the game, but I think any kind of outside-of-box thinking uh, to prevent that and maybe make the end of those things a little more exciting would, would do a lot. When there is baseball to be watched, who do you like to watch in the game today? Playing-wise, I would have to say Tim Anderson. I love the way he plays. I love his attitude. I love the way that he's not afraid to express himself on the field. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Bryce Harper's value as a player, but I like the way that he expresses emotion, love it or hate it, you know, either way. Uh, there's a few guys like that that really still uh, will put themselves out there. Uh, Max Scherzer, good uh, St. Louis boy like myself, he's actually from Shutterfield, which is a uh, little outside of St. Louis, but uh, same way. Um, you know, puts the emotions on the field, still puts everything he has into it, is afraid to be himself. We'll have a little fun with this one. Roller coasters or water slides? Mm. Phew. 
I'll go with I'll go with I'll go with roller coasters only because I used to be a lifeguard. And I think water slides <laughs> as a lifeguard is like some of it's good when nobody's at the pool and you sit on top of the slide you can kinda of just sit there and do nothing. But uh, if you're working at one of those water parks and you have some of the crazy slides and kids are yeah, you know, doing stuff that they're not supposed to be doing, going down on their knees or going down on their stomachs when they're only supposed to be going down on their backs. It kind of makes you look like an asshole. You can <laughs> tell them, you know, stop doing that. Stuff like that. So I, I go with roller coasters, but I, I got to be honest with you, I probably haven't been doing a music park in like 10 years. So, <laughs> you know, I'm in the roller coaster in my own mind. That's the greatest roller coaster there is. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, I don't think I would get on a roller coaster. Uh, anymore uh, right now. Okay, one Major League Baseball player that you couldn't stand growing up, and why? Uh, I don't. I don't know that I've ever hated you know any player or anything like that. Uh, I'm not a big Cubs fan. You know, I'll say that I'm from St. Louis, and so I think some of the uh, some of the Cubs of the early 2000s kind of got under my under my skin a little bit. Never a huge Mark Pryor fan while he was playing, so I guess I'll put Mark Pryor out there. But now I look back on his career and, and really just feel a lot of sympathy, to be honest with you, because he had probably as much talent as anybody who's taken him out in the last 20 years. And, uh, you know, just unfortunately, the uh, sports medicine and the surgeries, things like that, just aren't what they are today. So if he had just come around maybe 10 years later, um, he might have been able to put in a lot of years, and he just, he just wasn't. Jordan? Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, the last one I got for you. I think I might know the answer to this one. Best MLB baseball atmosphere. Oh, St. Louis for sure. Yeah, there uh, it is. I know, going to... Going to old Yankee Stadium when I was a kid, when I was about 11 or 12 years old, that was a real kick for me. And I thought that that atmosphere was uh, very, very good. And there's not a lot of replacement for that kind of uh, history. But uh, St. Louis definitely comes close in terms of that history and then just in terms of the knowledge of the fans. Uh, it's been a couple of years now since the Cardinals have really um, gone deep and been competitive into the playoffs. I know that they were in the NLCS last year, but it just didn't work out. But when, when the World Series comes around and those uh, big games come around down the stretch, I think St. Louis, when a team is good, is, is pretty much the perfect baseball atmosphere. Right. This has been Playing Pepper with Joey Zanaboni, the baseball play-by-play voice for Johnson City Cardinals and St. Mary's University. Check out his full episode at prospectsbaseballshow.ca. This has been Playing Pepper. Getting to know the guests of the Prospects Baseball Show just a little bit more. Catch full episodes at www.prospectsbaseballshow.ca.